Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Realm with Jamila Pipersberg. I'm here today with Atia Goldsmith Irby, and she is our special guest, and we'll be discussing the topic of getting well and being well. And what does that even mean? A lot of the times when we're seeking wellness, we start off with a pretty broad prompt, right? I'm going to get well, I'm going to stay well, I'm going to be well. You can see it on t-shirts, you see it on all kinds of, you know, really cute little cards. But what does it mean and how do you apply it to your actual life? Atia has been in the nonprofit space and she's been working with a lot of causes and trying to reach people like you and I to discuss wellness from the 10,000 step view as well as the everyday approach to your life. So I'm really, really glad to have her here today because as you guys know, this season, we're talking about radical self-love and we're talking as well about self-care. So Atiyah, I'd love for you to give us just a bit of a background about yourself and to tell us about, you know, how, you know, what has brought you here today. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening. So I am Atiyah Goldsmith-Irby and... I have always been a a caregiver in a sense. So from the age of five, I had a great aunt who used to pick me up uh, from kindergarten and, uh, you know, I would be around all of the older folks. So I've always had this passion around around being around, you know, just the elderly. So when I graduated uh, high school, I wanted to go into the medical field. So I went to school for medical assistance as well as um, a certified nursing assistant. I've worked in people's home as well as nursing home. Um, and then also in the OBGYN um, office at a hospital in Philadelphia, PA. So I have always just had that neck. Once I was in the field in certain spaces, I couldn't get a full Went into the traditional, uh, as far as in the medical field, it was like part-time, sporadic. And so I went into the maternity space, right? So I thought, oh, this is still a little bit about me. You know, I'm coming from working as an MA in the OBGYN space. And then, you know, one of those things like, okay, you're starting here from just to be here for a year and have insurance to it wound up being 17 years right <laughs> later. Oh, wow. Exactly, right? But yeah. in the meantime, while I was there, there were... um there were times that they were doing like construction and things of that nature in the workplace. And I was sick. I, I was, I, I had all of these allergies um, and I wasn't aware of, you know, I just thought it was dust, but it turns out um, there it's shellfish. Um, there's mold is all of these things that I'm allergic to. And then of course, when we talk about the chemicals, right, all of the different chemicals that are used, whether it's in shampoos, uh, cleaners. So even when the people were coming around cleaning and, you know, the pesticides and things, or even in my household, fabric softness, these things were making me sick. So I was constantly breaking out. And I'm like, is anybody else, you know, going through this? And I'm like, I, I can't be the only one. And people who've had asthma, um, you know, they were having flare-ups in the office. And I, I began these workshops called How to Stay Healthy in and Outside the So that's when I, this was about four or five years ago. And so I started that initiative around employee wellness as a result of constantly getting sick while I was in the workplace from some type of irritant um, that I didn't know in addition to me finding out that I was allergic to. So that's why I, you know, 
on a more full-time basis and serious basis began focusing on um, well-being. So Atiyah, you, you went through this entire journey. At any point, were you taking like um, multiple types of allergy tests when you were visiting your doctor? I know you were already in a doctor's office depending on you know your work, but were you taking multiple tests or were you just seeing a change in your allergy patterns you know, over years? Well, I started off in the medical uh, space, but um, I went to a maternity company who sold maternity apparel. So I wasn't no longer in the medical field in a full time basis. And so I but I started seeing things just simply around my allergies. And it was like I I had always said, oh, you had sensitive skin. So as they say, what's the thing? Don't use the fabric softener. Don't use Mm -hmm. those things. And I was doing I was doing those things, but I was still getting really bad sinus infections. And it was like, okay, I thought it was just more so just regular allergies to dust and things like that. So I had got my tonsils removed as well as had a sinus surgery, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was constantly having these really strong sinus headaches that, and then just green mucus coming out. So I did, you know, I was having those problems. So I I had that and I thought all was well, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't (laughs) right. I still continue, as they say, you can still have these surgeries and be right back again, Mm -hmm. three or four or five years down the line. And so that was that with just like regular allergies or I, you know, I was changing perfumes. I was changing the detergent. So I was doing those changes. But then as the years went on, it was like, no, I still think that there's something else. And so I got uh, one of the tests, you know, of course, the stick pricks. They didn't mm-hmm. do the food when they only did the one that had like dust and stuff like that. Yeah. Every single one. I think it was at that time, it was about 40 something pricks that they gave me. I was allergic to everything except for cats and dogs. Oh, wow. Except for cats and dogs. And it was just like, well, how am I supposed to live? Yeah, so I've been most on. Of those things are food, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. This, this was none of them were food. These were all the first test that they give you. Yes, it was the dust. It was pollen. It was all of the different types of trees. It was mold. Oh, wow. It was all of those types of things. They didn't even do food because when they asked me, "Well, do you have any reactions to food?" and I'm like, "No," you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. So. And because, you know, you sneeze and they just took that first set. I didn't necessarily know to say, well, still just take the other set because Mm -hmm. it wound up um, some years later. um, I wound up having a huge allergic reaction to seafood. And so I went to one of those buffets and I was like, you know what? I'm getting my money's worth for. I was (laughs) like, I don't even eat crab and I'm home. Right. I'm like, I ain't got time for this. But I was like, let me just try this. And then. I, you know, went into anaphylactic shock and had to be rushed to the hospital. My lip was like, you know, almost to my forehead. It was just crazy. Now, I did switch doctors in the meantime. And Mm -hmm. earlier that year, I had moved to a new city. So I found a new doctor. And she was like, well, you know, since you have all of these other allergies, she's like, we're going to test you for food. Even Mm -hmm. then, when they test me for food, they never test me for seafood. They test me for like corn and wheat and those types of things. Still never seafood. Like so, <laughs> right, the common grains and stuff like that. And it's like, mm, and dairy, um, you know, it was just a little thing to some corn, still never the seafood. And I had, you know, didn't pay it any mind. I was like, I, 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 I don't know what to really ask for, right? I'm telling you what's going on and you tell me. And so the new doctor said, well, you know what? You have all of these other allergies. 
never had an EpiPen? And I said, no. She said, I think you need to get an EpiPen. And so earlier that year, after all of the years of dealing with allergy um, concerns, being on multiple medications daily, having the surgeries, she ordered Mm -hmm. me that EpiPen. So later in the year, when I went through the shock, my daughter was like, she got an EpiPen downstairs. And my husband went and, you know, grabbed it. So I, you know, Mm -hmm. went into shock. Then the emergency people came and I went into shock again. And so... Yeah, that's made me even more <laughs> aware of, you know, just listening to the signs. We'll get to that probably later, but there was some signs that I ignored and we could talk about that in a little bit or now. Okay. <laughs> so I, I actually do want to dive into the signs that, that uh, you ignored because I feel like most of us do. You know, we tell ourselves somewhere in the middle, like, oh, you know, my throat is just really scratchy. Oh, I'm feeling a little bit groggy right now. You, 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 you somehow psych yourself out that what you are seeing somehow is not a problem, but it is. So I'm curious, you know, what led you to psych yourself out or tell yourself that it wasn't that big of a deal? So uh, as a child, five children, we went to Red Lobster, special occasion, somebody, you know, graduated. And I remember going for the first time as a kid and there was like the shrimp scampi. Oh my (laughs) goodness. That was like the best sauce, right? Um, And so, you know, and just like a lot of adults, once we get to adult, you know, when you got seafood, it was either payday, it was a special occasion or only your parents got it. So once you became an adult and I can, you know, buy my own seafood and it's just this special thing, like, hey, I can buy a lump bread if I want to. Right. (laughs) It was like, um, you know, a few years back, I did notice that, hey, I had some shish kebabs and I was like, hmm, I feel a little something funny on my gum and I was like maybe it's the teriyaki sauce Mm -hmm. and so I stopped using the teriyaki sauce then I had seafood another time and then I said well maybe it's the obey so I stopped using obey Mm -hmm. never thinking about the shrimp never thinking about the shrimp and I will say this because I was transitioning to become ultimately a vegetarian I had stopped eating meat first. That was the first thing that I let go. And because I was um, eating more seafood as a result of not eating meat, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what led to that whole thing. Because before I I only ate seafood or if there was a barbecue, I didn't have it daily. But once I stopped eating meat, I had, you know, more seafood because I was a pescatarian at that point. It was kind of like waning myself out. And so that's why I was like, hmm, okay. But I saw some signs that I was like, no, because to me, it was like, I can eat seafood. That meant I made it in a sense, or I had the money to be able to buy it. Whereas though, as a kid, you were never, if there was seafood, the kids didn't get any. <laughs> they, yeah. they didn't get it. So that was kind of like those signs that I missed. And um, a couple months earlier, I had went to a wedding and they had seafood gumbo. And I didn't realize that after I left that wedding, I was in, you know, in the bathroom all like for hours. Oh, I just no. thought, you know, it was, I still never equated this to the seafood. <laughs> and then sure enough, two months down the line, you know, I went into the shop and then I was like, well, definitely I know for sure what I had the night before. So I'm going to stop. And then I immediately went and called them and got the test. And it was like fish. Everything was on there that you oh, cannot wow. have everything. So essentially you 
have unfortunately unfortunately you have to learn uh, by trial by fire right slowly 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 and did at any point did a doctor or a nurse ever recommend doing like an elimination diet they uh they didn't at all because when they took the um originally when they was doing the grains and stuff they were saying that they can you know, do that. But I never had any concerns around just eating regular food that I felt some type of way because I had all of the environmental things, me feeling bad on a regular Tuesday, on a regular Tuesday, which is that you get what I'm saying? It was common. So if I felt something different this day, it could have been because my daughter walked past with some new bath and body works on, you you know, so I Mm -hmm. wasn't equating it to food, especially since you know, I really couldn't take perfumes. I didn't, I, I don't wear none of that. I don't wear perfumes. My stuff has, to, I just put Vaseline on. It has to be scent free this. And so I, I wasn't doing that. So I just equated everything to more so the environmental side mm-hmm. and versus the food side. Wow. So at this point, you've gone through all these surgeries, you've had, you know, these unfortunate scenarios and situations around food, and then you completely cut out meat. How do you start feeling then? You know, like, how do you start getting yourself to, to that new space and place? The Well, I did feel the difference of eating the meat, you know, not eating the meat, because that immediately, um, I felt that in my digestion. Mm-hmm. Right. And less bloating. So I actually felt that difference from not eating meat. But when I actually started the workshops, how to stay healthy in and outside the corporate office, it was even before the shrimp thing. It was just simply because of like the irritants, just from my regular irritants. And then I was hosting these uh, these workshops where I would get professionals, yoga, and holistic coaches. Uh, out of there to come and interview. We would get a chef that would teach us about meal planning, do a, a cooking demonstration for us. And so because I was just like, well, because I am a wife, I was going to school all while working, have three children, um, you know, grandchildren or uh, I believe, no, I did have three grandchildren at the time. So I was juggling a lot. I have an elderly parent so it was just like juggling those different things and I was like you know what we need a space to kind of (laughs) you know get away from the office see how that we can you know work on our mental our health and so even before I went through the shock I started the process of just trying to get better uh and you know it's just as far as my overall health like more so physical and, and and mentally so first, I want to congratulate you because just getting to the place of saying, okay, I know this is a problem. I'm going to fix the problem. I start to fix the problem and then I do it for other people is unbelievably brave and powerful. So you are balancing the entire, you know, life and workload and you start, you know, having these, these events and these meetings, how many people were showing up and like, were you seeing, were you feeling more encouraged because it was a group of you? Yeah, that that helps. It made me stay like, well, if you're going to host these events, you you definitely have to do what you're speaking, right? Yeah, it makes you accountable. It. Yeah, you got it. You got to stick to it, and that's why that whole journey came with. Well, you know what? You're having these meetings. You're eating better. You know, just adding different things to it. Um, simply small things, and this is what I suggest to anybody. Like, not necessarily taking away, but adding, and so making sure. Um, walking my lunch breaks I would walk I don't care if it was winter 
The only thing, it just couldn't be piles of snow. I could slip and slide. I would be yeah. out there walking in the wintertime, right? So just adding that. And of course, it helps you break away from the job, right? Taking that breather. So breaks are there for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. They We don't use them. You need them to regenerate. So I would make it like, oh, well, I'll wait till my lunch break. And then I'll walk to the CVS and get the detergent on sale. It will always give me, you know, somewhere to walk. So I'll walk to the Ross and get the vitamins. So I added that. For me, having um, make, making sure I have a smoothie every day. So I would have that smoothie, take it out the freezer, and then it would just defrost a little bit throughout the day. So that meant I can just have a little bit of fruit throughout the day. Like for those, those mm-hmm. were the little things that boosted me up, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, if you just let it defrost, you know, get that little bottom slushy, you go in and drink that, and then another 45 minutes is another little sip ready. Then I would, you know, go ahead and, you know, drink that. So just start adding. And, and that's kind of the part about going to go listen a little bit more about becoming a vegetarian, vegan. What are those options? And so that's why a few years back I had started that. But I was like, I'm not going to just cut out everything, you know, <laughs> like give a sister a break. So um, I knew how the meat me- uh, made me feel. So I knew for sure I can do that because that digestion part, I did not feel good. You know, I was mm-hmm. listening to that part about my body. Hmm, how do you feel about after you eat meat? And it's like, I don't feel good. Let me stop that. And then my, my senses started like their um, poultry. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like the way it even smells. So I was like, well, thank you, senses, in that aspect, because you're making it easier <laughs> for me <laughs> not to what the chicken now. So, yeah, that's kind of how that started. So now are you, do you consider yourself a vegetarian or a vegan or do you just not prefer any label? Um, at first, I, of course, I started off with, I just don't eat meat. I started off like if something was greens and, you know, let's just say your grandmama cooked the greens in the meat. I wouldn't mm-hmm. eat the meat, but I would eat the greens. But now I'm a vegetarian. I don't want, you know, anything that was made, uh, you know, just with the meat itself. But I do still have dairy. Um, and eggs so yes a vegetarian okay and have you like how long have you been a vegetarian now and years wise years wise two and a half years oh wow um to 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 just continue to, to talk a little bit about vegetarianism and changing your lifestyle do you find that you have a different relationship with food now that you're not eating meat I've heard um several of my friends who are you know, avid vegetarians or avid vegans say that the flavors of, of, you know, just things that we didn't really maybe appreciate when we were eating meat are so much, you know, better more, or more heightened or stronger, more delicious. Um, well, I will say for me where I'm at, because I wasn't the cook before going, you know, <laughs> yeah. a vegetarian and I'm certainly not one now. And I think for me, it's it's a little bit hard because I'm like, I don't want to be in no kitchen. So I'm not really using a lot of things. Um, but there's a couple things that I've mastered. Like I, I like a vegan crab cake. Like that's mm-hmm. just like the specialty for me <laughs> that I can make. And then like the, you know, vegetarian or vegan egg salad. And so um, I think for me, I'm almost more heightened. And when I eat, is because I actually made a choice to do better for myself, if that makes sense. I don't know if it's so much as about the flavor as is you did a thing that was hard for you to do and that might be hard for someone else, but you're doing it. So my relationship while I'm eating is part of the self-love for myself. 
So I think when I eat, I'm eating from that space. And that, that's really wonderful. It sounds honestly too beautiful because you get to enjoy the meal in a different way. Right, exactly. I feel sometimes, you know, um, especially when you're not sure about, you know, how you want to eat, you're just trying to eat to get full compared to somehow giving yourself a little bit of space and grace to enjoy the meal. Right, exactly. So, so with that, you know, in, in that being a way that you are honoring yourself and, and pouring, you know, onto yourself and your self-love journey, has it been easier because you have other people, like let's say your family that's um, on the journey with you, are they also um, eating more plant-based meals or are they still continuing, you know, to eat as, as their bodies can handle? Nope, it hasn't been easy because I'm still for my uh, my sons are older and they're out the house, but for my mm-hmm. daughter and my husband, no, they still want fried chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it has, that has not made it easier because, you know, my husband, like we just found a new restaurant. Um, and, and he was like, oh my goodness, you know, he was eating with me. He was like, with the food like this, I might get switch over. You know, <laughs> we found just had just a variety of just regular American food, cheese, steak and French fries, but it had some greens and, you know, it had some other things that me trying to find is a lot of vegan restaurants, but a lot of them just sell cheese steak. Fr- I'm like, I don't want that. I want the same food that I enjoy. I want the mm-hmm. cabbage. I want all of these things, but I don't want to have to, it makes it hard for my husband and I to go out because we're like, well, dad, can I at least get French fries that's not made with chicken, you know? And yeah. so to be able to go to a nice, you know, vegetarian, vegan restaurant and don't have to ask, that makes my experience, you know, so much better. But my family, no, they are not vegetarian or, or vegan. But the same way, if I make me a salmon, uh, you know, a salmon cake, the starches may still be a butter, rice, and cabbage. So we still can have the same sides. You just may be replacing that main, you know, meat choice. Okay. Well, much of a difference. We could use the same sides, but the main meat will be different. Okay. Well, it's good to know that you guys are still trying to figure it out. I feel like that it's always difficult to make a lifestyle choice when um, the other people are either not with the program or not willing to also like just be understanding that you might have something that's a little bit different, but you're still enjoying the same meal. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But it made it definitely hasn't made it easier because sometimes I'm still cooking you know, it seems like more for them and their space. And I'm like, okay, well, let me just get this chew bark or something, you know, this is oatmeal <laughs> yeah. or something. Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's, that's just one of the things, but I, I think that's what make when I do get something or I'm eating in that space because I can easily be persuaded in a sense because I have no one else doing it with me to revert back. Yeah. And I, I usually find, especially when we're, thinking and talking about our wellness if if you're the only one doing it it's always somehow more difficult even though you know you you do have um, command and agency of yourself but it is hard because you know I I myself I have certain things that I'm have an allergy to whether it's a mild allergy or stronger allergy and sometimes I'm like okay I'll just you know bite the bullet and I'll eat whatever and I immediately start regretting it. But I also don't want to seem uh, like I'm, you know, rocking the boat if I'm out with friends or I'm out with family. But, you know, having that courage to say, you know what, I'm going to stick to it is also really great. 
Exactly, exactly. And one of my friends, uh, her and my husband, they were like picking on me one time. I was like, we're going to call her the size girl because she's always like, well, I'll just take the size. I'm like, okay, well, I'm eating. You know, <laughs> I, you know, you ain't going to let that get to me. Like, I know that thing because the food, dealing with food in general prior to, um, just like a lot of people are fluctuating back and forth. The food thing, once I got grown, maybe I couldn't control, you know, my workplace or, you know, even mm-hmm. my children. The food was the one thing that I could control. And I was like, I had to flip it weird though. I was like, I would eat anything that I wanted. Not that I ganked a whole lot of weight, but mm-hmm. internally I know that that wasn't good. But that was my one thing that it was like, nobody can't tell me what to do in this area. But yeah. I... I had to switch it and say, even though that is the case, you don't have to ruin your insides by proving to whomever that's probably not even don't even care or the imaginary (laughs) world is more so for you that you still can make a better choice and not harm your body, but still kind of eat what you want. Because making the choice to go, you know, to be a vegetarian is still a choice and I don't have parents telling me you can't do that you know like if I'm a child or you have to do this or I'm in this place that only serves this that is a choice too so I could be happy within that choice as well and not necessarily the choice to sabotage myself to prove a point that I can eat whatever I want so I, I like to, for you to tap on a little self-sabotage when it comes to getting well Because the hardest thing to do, I think, is to commit to your wellness. Yes. And I think self-sabotage, especially as an adult, to to what you were saying about, you know, I'm no longer a child. My parents can't dictate X, Y, or Z of what I should be eating or doing or how I should be living. But, you know, self-sabotage is, you know, the the cornerstone (laughs) of how, you know, living well and being well just completely fall apart. So if you could give us a little bit more, you know, insight and guidance about how you've actively, you know, stopped yourself in those in those uh, scenarios. Or, you know, even if you have some tips when a person is starting to slide or has already, you know, slid into that space, um, how to get themselves out. I would definitely start off with, I have to cut this out. Let me clear my throat. Hold on. No worries. <clears throat> I would definitely start off with when you begin your self-development, you will begin to know why. If you track in what you do, why you're doing it, and not asking no opinions of nobody else, when you get real with yourself, and that's why I had to say, I was self-sabotaging myself because there was this point of proving that there was no one to do it. I couldn't control maybe what my husband was doing or what my children was doing or what the work did. That was the one thing. But how is that working out for you? Mm-hmm. Right? That's the note to self, right? Yeah. How is that working out for you, right? Look at look how long it feels like it's taken to uh, go through your intestines. Um, your fatigue now. You no longer, you was you wanted to do something before you ate that and now that's making you feel sluggish and now you want to go to bed. So the thing that you wanted to do at five o'clock, you can't do because you're tired. And so now that has to be pushed off to the next day. So when you start seeing the things that, you know, how you felt, what is preventing you from doing or being, or let's just say someone who had a problem and you want to be social, but you can't really go out because now your stomach is upset and you may have to go to the bathroom. You have to realize what are those things that you are eating that, that are keeping you confined to the bathroom. And mm-hmm. so the self-development part um, was really instrumental in me 
like I said, someone could be like, my, my daughter be like, you you know you want this chicken. I'd be like, let me tell you something. It do look good. I'm not even going to hold you. But what I'm <laughs> not going to do is go back and start back over because essentially it took me a lot of years of being this adult to even get to this point. I'm not going to let that make me go back because it's not even about y'all. It's, it's almost about dag, you, you would do that to yourself, then that means I can't be mad when someone else tries to hurt me, when someone oh, else wow. tries to sabotage me. I can't be mad at nobody else if I am allowing it from myself. So going wow. through the self-development part was very, very, um, it was very, very crucial because there's no one there that's going to say, you know what, you're lying. You you, you know that's wrong. You yeah. You know if it's wrong or not. No one has to see what you write down. If you really are being real, we we know why we're doing something and not doing something. We know what the cause is. And we can sit still long enough to do that and be okay with being uncomfortable. It it's just it's just a beautiful thing. And, and it took me all of these years to conquer that. And it's hard. Every day you have to make that decision to be like, nope. I'm not going to do that. And so even as you alluded to early, when I was holding the workshops, holding the workshops allows me to be accountable for myself and also show someone what I'm doing. And then also to say, it is hard sometimes, like every morning what I have to do, and this equates back to the self-love, is the savers act, you know, silence, um, affirmations, some form of exercise, some form of writing, spiritual guidance. I had to increase those things because the more you're trying to do something, the more you're going to be. If I if I was eating meat, you know what? Somebody probably wouldn't even want to give me free food. If you see how much free stuff my husband coming here with cheesesteaks and all of that, only because <laughs> I'm not eating it. Yeah. <laughs> only because I'm not right. If I wanted that cheesesteak when I ate meat, it wouldn't walk through that door. So it's just those things that, right. And then it's like, now, now you're here. Okay. <laughs> right. So it's just those types of things. Like I'm, I'm just not going to do myself because I just say, if someone else would try to harm me in that way, I would have, I would be in a hissy fit. So I, so, I, I really like how you put it in this context of like, if I'm allowing, if I'm doing this to myself, if someone else tries to hurt me, then, you know, I can't even be mad. You know, a lot of the times, okay, let's, you know, to say, cut the nonsense and be honest. A lot of the times, especially, you know, as women or as people, we say, oh, I'm on a diet. And you talk about that diet for five, you know, five months turns to five years before you know it. But the reality is, it's like you're potentially in the same place because you're continuing to practice the same pattern. Right. Point. Nothing is changing. Whether you know, right. we all we all talk about it. You know, I'm proverbially always trying to lose five pounds. But what am I doing to change it? Right. And yeah. so, if you don't have that plan, um, I think that change is always though because we automatically say what we have to take away versus what we have to add and yeah. what we'll have to gain. Right. So me doing interviews to people or when I walk and take a picture and, and this is an ongoing process. And when you're healing and self-development, mm -hmm. it's not, oh, I got this and I'm just totally done. No, because there's going to be something to attack my mindset every single day to take me off that square. So you don't just get to a point and then you're done. So when I say get well, you get to the point of getting well. But in mm -hmm. order to stay well, you need to still practice and be in habit. You still need to, whatever it is, your journal, 
you know, it's the process of getting, it's almost like that relationship. You get in that relationship and now you have to maintain it. So that is getting well or getting to the altar. And then now you have to maintain that marriage. And they require two different things. So I like thinking about it as, you know, I'm taking a hike up a mountain and I get to, you know, the, the peak. But after that peak, there might be a completely new peak just right ahead of me. So I can enjoy the moment, but if I want to plateau, if I want to backslide, if I want to continue, if I want to go back to the version of myself um, where I was not well, it's easy. You know, I, I know exactly. I know the route because I took it up. <laughs> you know, exactly. your muscle memory it knows exactly how to go back to that place and back to that space compared to continuing to look forward and saying, okay, from here and now what? Right, exactly. What's the next thing? Because every hill that you get to, you go to climb the next one, you're starting from the bottom again. Yeah. You're starting from another, you know, another bottom. And so, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's not a bad place to be, but it's just- It's not a bad place to be, but it's another mindset that you got to sit in that space to tackle. Right. To say, okay, now this looks a little bit different and this one turns versus a zigzag and you Mm -hmm. have to start it all over again. So it's no it's no easy task. And that's why um, I don't have it all together. It's just that one space. And so I'm just now that that's become a habit. Now I'm adding, you know, some or now I've increased in another area. So one of the things that I am doing with the Get Well, Be Well five week program is working with other people so that we can create the plans of our physical well-being, our social well-being, our spiritual well-being, financial well-being and emotional well-being. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, another part of my wellness comes from the work that I was at. And so I held the career vision board um, workshops. I had to get real about why am I still in this career? I know that I'm not happy. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was safety. And then it's like, so what can you do different? Because if you know that this job, you're not fulfilled here, that's going to play out in, you know what, I'm frustrated. Let me go to the vendor machine and get a, a cake. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've been spending spend $6 at the machine just because you're <laughs> frustrated. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. then now that's going to revert you back. And so, you know, we have to work on all of those things. If I get a splinter in my hand, although my feet and stuff work, I can't use that hand like I need to. So you still have to, you know, once you tackle one thing and it becomes almost like you can do it or be in that habit of something like clockwork, then you just add on something else. Right. And so even yeah. with that, with the social distancing, one of the one of the things that I talk about in the well-being space is then how do we stay social with our family and, you know, mm-hmm. with our with our friends? Um, I'm, two years ago, I said, hey, you have to commit to going to one social event a month. Okay. I needed to get out. Right. Or go to that brunch with, you know, all of those things make us a kind of whole because I can be not eating and not this. But then if I don't feel like I you know, have some valuable friendships, that may affect me. So yeah. it's kind of like all of these, you know, different things. And so and, and the program, the Get Well, Be Well, um, you create your own plan. Right. And because you're doing an just telling you, right, we're, we're all working together so that mm-hmm. you can create that plan that you want and we can share together in the Facebook group. And, you you know, you have some cheerleaders and, you know, accountability. We, I still like the focus on the physical, social, spiritual, financial and emotional. I, so I really that's, like that. It's so structured because then it becomes attainable. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
And small right. things first, just like if it's financial. We have a lot of people out here, oh, I'm getting real estate, I'm doing all these things. That's not where you need to be financial. You can't do that. You might even just say, hey, I just need to be able to save $500. Mm-hmm. How do we just have that discussion? <laughs> you know, in yeah. case you have an emergency repair, right? And so each week, we're focusing on something else. And every, you know, couple months, you, you, you have to revisit that and say, okay, well, now that I got the thousand, what's my next financial goal? Right. Or just yeah. re-rent some stuff or it's one at time. So now things have to change as far as me leaving early or me needing different type of maintenance for my car. And so just having those conversations, but just focusing on those five main areas of well-being um, because it's a total package, not just the one. So when I talk about the employee well-being, it's it's all of those things because I wasn't happy in my career. That was something else that led to the eating. I was having, you know, communication concerns in my household. So I had to get the help that was needed in that area. It, mm-hmm. We're constantly working. I, I will definitely say it's not easy, but it's definitely doable. So I, I'm of the belief that especially when it comes to your wellness or your life, you can change at any given point. You just any have given to want time. to. You know, you can say today I'm going to change X about myself. And you actually could if you so choose, but you you have to make the choice. Yes. Yeah. But I always say just it's kind of hard uh, trying to do everything. And that's why it's like one week, you know, uh, in, in the program is focusing on that one thing. And you could just do that for a week. That's that way. That's just your mindset all that week. Let me do this. Let me call a bank. Let me uh, do, you know, get my beneficiaries. You know, you just kind of stand in that same mindset. If we focused on every last one of them all in one conversation, all in one week, that would be overwhelming. But if you just focused on that one, it's like, oh, okay. And then all of the other discussions where everybody else is on that one, then, you know, you can have more momentum to stay in that space. So uh, the one thing I, I want to talk about, because you, you've used the word like, like attainable goals and, you know, you've seen people be able to change their lives by you helping them create a framework to achieve those goals. But can you please talk about the joy that can be brought to your life once those goals then become attainable, small as they are, you know, in, in that moment, but in the grander scheme of things, you know, it really gives pers- a person's life um, shape. So if you could talk about some of the changes you've seen with people you've been able to help, I think that'd be really beneficial for anyone listening. So one of the things from one of the workshops that I have, right, there was a speaker, she talked about the water, right, this kind mm-hmm. of, uh, this particular, you know, uh, type of water. And when you still see some of the people who've come to the workshops and they're still tagging you like, yeah, I'm in a dollar store, I'm getting this type of water, or they quote something from the workshop, right, or something that they learned, or, um, you know what, I made the squash soup that the chef said, oh. right, it's, it, it's like, Wow. You know, just like that teacher always wants to hear, hey, professor such and such, you really changed my life because of this. You still want to be able to um, hear those things. There's been a couple people who, well, matter of fact, a few who started their businesses, right? Because they were like, I said, hey, we're having these conversations, we're getting together, but the conversation has to change. The world, if y'all don't see what's going on, need more than one income, right? What are you going to do? And businesses have flourished, have, have started, savings have been created, um, credit scores have been better. And so that right there, 
when you, t- because for me, I'm a like businessy finance person, mm-hmm. not like a business coach or anything. But before I even knew what a credit score was, I was that type that, hey, if you let me borrow the money, I'm paying you back. If you let me borrow your jean dress, I'm washing it and I'm returning. It. It's just like mm-hmm. I, when I needed it in that rush, it was there for me. So let me pay that back. So before I even knew what a credit score was, my thing was, you know what? Let me not go beyond my means. Let me pay these people. I would get mm-hmm. paid. And I would go to the money order store and get all my money orders before I before I did anything. Before I went into the Roth and before I went and got that pretzel, I went and got all my money orders, right? Just like, hey, I mean, just make sure I, I can go and enjoy myself in peace because I don't owe nobody nothing. I've already got the money orders. I've already gotten them. You know, this was before online banking. I've already got the little, you know, licking the little things and all of that. Right. So but the joy, as I said, about my relationship to the food when I eat now, it's a form of intimacy. And I I did that despite all of the challenges that I have. I'm not letting nobody come back and take that. I worked a lot of years to get to that point. So I am I am working alongside the people who I talk to. I'm in it, too. I'm in it, too. I might can have a little bit more results to show. And that's all you need is someone that's a few steps ahead. You don't want someone that's so far going that you feel like, no, you way past me. Exactly. <laughs> right? You know what it's I'm like, saying? You, yeah, because you want to be like, okay, do you remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I just remember because that was last March. Yeah, I yeah. do remember. You know, it wasn't quite a year ago. I went through um, the emotional healing. I went and got uh, to a holistic coach and got the emotional things that she helped me go back to. Hey, you've been having this concern about safety since you've been five or six years old from her mm-hmm. asking me certain questions that I had to answer. Do you know how I'm able to show up now? You know, so the, yeah. for someone to see me for, for things to come at me recently before I talked to you today, mm-hmm. I had an unexpected charge on a whole pipeline. It was supposed to be a $500 charge. They found the whole, the man came back and said $2,800. Oh, wow. I said, okay, maybe I'm not hearing you. Mm-hmm. Um, please, please forgive me, but that was a shocker. Give me a minute. I had to sit there, but I had to go back into that arsenal of when you read this in the Joe Osteen book, when you read this in your Bible, when you read this, this says mm-hmm. this, this says when you're ready to elevate, this means that mm-hmm. this is your time to show if you believe in what you read. This is the conversation that I had to myself. So wow. then I had to come back home and say, you know what? I'm going to have to do do, 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 do on this car and do, <laughs> do, 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 do on this. My husband said, let's try to do this. I said, I need completion. I'm not trying to go somewhere and save five. I need to be able to move on to the next thing. But you're telling somebody with that expense mm-hmm. from expecting $500 to $2,800. Yeah. Come on now. Right. But going back into one of the well-being parts that we do is spiritual and religious. Yeah. Because I've increased that, these other things that are coming, am I upset? Well, you think I don't have nothing else to do with an additional $2,300, yeah. right? But if I'm in the space of doing what I do of renovating process, this is part of it. And so when the things are good and something is saved, now when they saying, I can't save you here, you have to get this done, and it could possibly cause an explosion in your home, I have no other choice. And I'm also not going to sit into that space because what is it going to do? 
right? I want yeah. to go on and, and write and do these things. So when we realize how much time we be in those spaces of full of anxiety, what we missed out on in the process, the joy, as you use the word joy, what we missed out on, the laughter. For me going in there to try another vegan recipe, I am missing out on living because I'm still in this space of, dad, that was a shame and I had to pay this. Mm-hmm. At and the end of the of day, anger. anger. At the end of the day, that pipe was still going to be rotted. It don't matter what I came home and did and fussed. It wasn't going to change itself. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. I'm, and, and, and I'm only, I'm doing that because I am filling up in the spiritual and religious realm of the word and the reading and the affirmations so that those blows aren't actually blows. They just inconveniences. It, it was an inconvenience, but once it's done, it's not like something you'll have to really think about in the foreseeable future. Exactly. And your life continues and it unfolds and hopefully there's more space for good things to happen compared to something that you said. It's just an inconvenience. It's situational. And even and, and it's it's affecting that, but it's affecting the finances. But what I went home and immediately started doing affirmations, all of the mm-hmm. money I need is seeking me. You know, I went into yeah. affirmation mode. I went into thank you thus far for allowing me to be able to get these things done. The credit cards are there for a reason. Yeah. And and the discipline, <laughs> the discipline to, to not charge the credit card for every little thing. So you could you know, be able to, to take on the responsibility um, and hopefully, you know, not deal with these things beyond and being. Exactly. And I said, I'll can put that on there so the work can get done. The house is secure as far as, because it was a gas line that Mm -hmm. that can be secured. The money part on the back end, we'll work that out. Yeah. So So, it's how you look at things is, as you, as they say, the problem is is how you view the problem. That's very true. Perspective. I always like to say perspective is everything. Exactly. You know, at the end of the day. Um, right. And I'm so glad that you didn't choose, you know, to allow your anger to block you from taking care of a situation and then moving on. Right. And I wasn't even angry. It was just, it was really just like, oh, oh wow. You said it was a hole. Okay. You're replacing yeah. this. And my husband's like, well, it's not even that long. And they, you know, they went on to explain the, the yarn and, and I, and I'm in the, you know, renovation space and I understand everything wires. This is just in that space where all of, all of these home prices have increased is because the supplies, the limited supplies, right? So everything we know, economic supply and demand, mm-hmm. if you have less of it, it's going to be more. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, let me look around. I said, I have other things going on. I don't have an additional days and weeks to still be trying to go save $500 over here. I need that done because mm-hmm. that's going to prevent me from doing the next thing. Absolutely. Let's just move on. And I said, God will, you know, help us in another way, which he has, has already done, has saved us on other ways. So sometimes you got to go in there and be prepared for that cause. I don't want everything given to me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as someone say, true. why not you? I'm, I'm going to have these difficulties too. <laughs> that is very true. So, and that, so I wasn't angry. I was just like, whoa, that's just like a way big jump of, oh, you know what? It'll, it'll be another 300. You'd be like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. And, but a whole another 2,300 that did shock me. I wasn't angry at all. I just was like, whoa, that was a big difference. But I weighed the pros and cons and I was like, I'm not waiting. 
And as I told him, that will be something that's going to all be rewired. It don't have to be changed again, probably for another 15, 20 plus years. Let's just get it done and move forward. And with, and that's where we're at. And with that said, I like always having a conversation where we only talk about self-care and what you're doing now to take care of yourself. So are there any things, Tia, that you say to yourself, this is a part of my self-care routine? Yeah. So as I said, I got this recommendation and it's a, a I guess, a well-known book, what is it, like the morning miracle. And so mm-hmm. daily, I started off with the savers and that is uh, the S is for doing something in silence. So if that's prayer or anything like that, the A is for mm-hmm. affirmations. So whatever you, you know, you need your affirmations to be for that day. The V is for visualizing. Where do you want to be? What do you want your future to look like? The E is for some type of exercise. The R is for some type of reading. And the S is for scribing. So mm-hmm. my mornings are for me. I don't care who, what, unless I have my grandbaby here that, you know, needs more attention, mm-hmm. everything else can wait. So I'm going to journal. And so my self-care is I start off with me first because when the rest of that day comes or when I get that unexpected $2,300 additional bill, I've already filled up in my self-love in the morning. And because I work so hard to do that, I'm very intentional about not letting other stuff get to me because what's the purpose of me doing that stuff daily if I'm going to let the one thing come and just throw all of that away? That's only how I talk to myself. Everybody else is different. You only ask me how I get through that day in self-love because I've loved on myself. Why would I want to give that up? Why would I want to give that up because of that? I, that's money. As long as nobody is hurt, mm-hmm. we'll get that together. That's it's an inconvenience. I, I start off with me first and do all of those things and then now I've increased my reading that way you know I'm working on a couple projects and I know it's going to kind of be more coming at me so I make sure I increase my reading uh you know that's how I start off uh my day as far as on a daily self-love I have a thing of trying out a new vegan restaurant monthly so just the joy and looking for that, seeing what they have, right? Because no one else does it. So for my husband to go on that journey with me, that's part of me of the journey that I chose to change my diet mm-hmm. um, is go find something new, you know? So that's part of my self-love. I'm not the hair and nails, but I will, you know, I used to, because this is what we have to stop doing as women, waiting to special occasions to do things. So things yeah. that I used to wait to do or for something I, I may do daily. I used to wait till the weekends to use oils in my shower right and I'm like yeah no and I'm just telling you what I used to do I'm thinking that that was a privilege of like having that spa like moment mm-hmm. and it's like no girl you thankful I'm in that shower with the lemon uh drops I'm thankful I'm thankful uh, that I still have water that I can still wash I still understand I pray for the people um I believe um what is the people who had the water crisis like you know I still have the images of New Orleans when they're walking in the hurricane, in the water, mm-hmm. for me to be blessed in my water with these scents. No, I'm not waiting till Sunday to do this. This is daily now. I used to the the lotioning down myself, Vaseline and down myself. I'd be like, ain't nobody gonna see me. Be like, girl, no, that's for you. When you take off your pants, you want to see a brown leg, not a white one from Ash. Take care <laughs> of yourself, <laughs> right? So those are just the small things you. 
those things for me because everybody think about wellness and well-being is everybody has their own journey so for someone else they may be that tea lover they may be the coffee person um what i did as i said i walk daily i walk i have this circle and it's a couple little hills i walk daily I hear so many people say that they don't have the time. Well, I'm not letting the day take the time away from me. That's why I am so a morning person. I'm going to get all of me done early. I'm going to make my little smoothie. I'll have a couple of them in a freezer so I can just grab one because most of them days it's going to be some unexpected stuff. I don't care the best plans and all of that. You're going to get that call. You're going to get that. And as long as I make sure I'm much happier only because I put myself on the calendar first. And that's a beautiful thing just to be able to say, I'm going to prioritize me so I could, you know, go out there in the world and be maybe a little bit better for somebody else, you know, more present for my family, you know, maybe uh, a calmer version of myself at work. And also you'll be more confident. I'm sure you feel so much more confident going out into the world after you've, you know, oiled yourself down, you smell good, you feel good. Um, and, and, you know, you're ready, you're set. Exactly, exactly. So that's the self care that I do. And, you know, I'm doing the. I think the biggest self care is um, what I did is what I put in my body daily. But that self care of, you know, my husband and I are in counseling because I am married to learn how to communicate mm-hmm. with each other with ourselves. Um, and, and the program that we're in is, is um, relationship work is self work. So, you know, just been very, very intentional on the self work. And nobody's there with me. So I have to say, what is it that you really want to do? For a long time, I wouldn't say what it is that I want to do, because I was mm-hmm. like, but it's going to take you away from this job that has been giving you stability. And it's like, but that's not what I wanted to do. That's not what brings me to joy. And so me and launching what I want to do, the money is not the same yet, but the joy is so much more. Yeah. And the, the way that you can, the way that you are pouring into something else, you know, the way that you can even speak about it says a lot about what you're doing. Right, right. And so when they say the money will come, um, I'm not necessarily worrying about, oh, being a big name and stuff. When someone tells me even how I speak to them, right, because me working on myself, uh, there's a saying, it doesn't matter what somebody else does. What comes out of your mouth is a reflection of what's in your heart. And so I have to be mindful of that. So I have to make sure that my heart is good, that even when someone else may be cussing me out or upset, I can easily be like, you know what, I can match the energy. And it for what reason, right? Because that's still only going to tell what's coming in my heart, what's from my heart. And so for me to be able to be more gentle with myself, I can be more gentle with someone else. And, and well, first, yeah, I just want to say thank you so, so much for being on today and imparting so much wisdom about how to be well starting with yourself. Um, and before we wrap up, I just want to make sure, like, can you share, like, where people can find you? I'm going to also include it in the show notes. But any places where if someone wants to, say, reach out to you or find your community, they can find you? Yes. So they can find me on Goldsmith Wellness Solutions um, on I- Facebook.com, Goldsmith Wellness Solutions um, for my Facebook business page, as well as 
www.goldsmithwellnesssolutions.com. Okay, guys. So you've heard it here. Tia, is there anything else that you want to leave with our audience before we, we close out today? I would definitely like them to follow. Um, I am the type that I am social. I vibe off of other people's energy. So if you have good energy, you want to go on this journey of getting well and becoming well, um, come join my community, Facebook, and we would definitely love to hear, you know, your input. But come come join us. Follow me and follow my community. Okay. Well, you heard it here, guys. Follow Tia um, at Gold. Uh, I can't get my words out. Um, Goldsmith Wellness Solutions. Thank you. Goldsmith Wellness Solutions. Follow Tia and get involved with their community. You know, there is um, there is power in community when you are trying to change. And there is power in someone who's offering you so much free knowledge um, and other people who are on that journey with you. So uh, I just want to say thank you again, Tia. Guys, everything that we've shared today will be in the show notes. And we hope to hopefully have you on at some other point, Tia, to hear about how things have evolved with your community. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And audience, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And this has just been another episode of Finding Your Realm.